0: And Trent, here we are. The Air Force's official unofficial podcast, I'd like to say. that We put that out there. So we're at the Airlift Tanker Association. I don't know if you know this, but this is basically like SHOT Show, but from mobility.
1: And mobility is so hot right now. Is it? So hot. hot. Oh, yeah. I, I have a question for you about mobility. Okay. So we're at the AMC event. Yeah. If we tried to go to war tomorrow without AMC, what would it look like? It would look like us sitting here and
0: just being like, we really want to go to war, but we can't. (laughs) AMC, I don't know if anybody knows, but they're the lead command for stuff like aeromedical evacuation, airdrop, precision troop movements. Uh, A little known part about AMC is that um, if anybody, like diplomacy, that's a way that we can fight wars and have deterrence and all this other stuff. The only people that have access, like when you see pictures of high level officials, congressmen all the way up to the president go to the war-torn countries like when president joe biden went to ukraine when people went to israel to go have those talks who do you think flies them and that answer is amc and mobility aircraft get them into those war zones so they do a lot of stuff that people are just not tracking
1: yeah it's crazy because i was thinking about it on our way here and i was like i probably don't even like i didn't even remember the number of times I've hopped on a C-130 or a C-17 or they've supported us or resupplied us and all the things that they've done for us. And it's just like, it all kind of happens in the background of of my career, right? Right. And so like coming here and then seeing like all the people it takes to make that happen, you know, to keep us fed, to get us where we're going, it's it's, it's humbling, you know? And it's it's a little embarrassing to think that like, I just took all of this for granted for so many years. It
0: opens up that perspective, doesn't it? Because it's the same thing with me. I don't know how many times I've hopped on the back of a plane or been taken somewhere to go deploy. And you know, bad on me, but you know, the that mission generation took multiple airmen to get going. It took not just the pilots, the back enders getting us over there to, to get us into whatever country we're going to. And you know, of course we all think about airdrop. You look around and you're like, okay, of course I've jumped out of a plane before and that was an AMC aircraft, but everything that we do is mobility driven. It is one of those things. The the old amateurs playing for execution, professionals playing for logistics, sometimes I feel like AFSOC in general, and you know, Special Tactics, Special Warfare, we are the execution arm of that, but there is this whole logistical function that exists to get us where we, where we need to go. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's crazy, and it's crazy to think of all the things they're involved in, and I was like, it's not fair to call AMC like Conventional Air Force. It's not. Because they're that, not. Because right. like, I've flown with some certain units, and guess who was flying us? It was these folks. So they got their tentacles in everything, they know everything, and, uh, and it's cool here to see also that they're trying to move everything forward. You know, General Minahan, I know I'm name-dropping right now, but he invited us here. We have to say thank you. Um, you know, like, he's he's very, like, uh, I don't want to say bulldogish, but he's he's, motivated he's getting after it to make it. What we were joking about
0: earlier, you know, there's nothing more dangerous than a four-star general with less than two years' time in service because those guys will just do whatever. They're, they just send it. There's plenty of time for them to, to go ahead and get things done and have it formalized and have the teams actually produce these things, and just from the quick 10 minutes that we sat down with General Minahan earlier and talked to him, he's got a lot on the horizon he still wants to do, you know? Uh, You look at his initiatives like Warrior Heart and Sean's Room and some of these innovative concepts that they're doing with new refuelers and new platforms and new TTPs, they are not just people that haul trash and, and get equipment to where it needs to be, like they're on the forefront of the stuff that we're doing.
1: Right, yeah. And you, I mean, and you can't overstate the importance of all that, right? Your fuelers, your logistics. I, I forget what movie I was watching the other day, but you know, it's like a war movie, and they're like, we're surrounded. You outran our, our supply train and all this other stuff. And that's what these folks do, you know. And they're on the clock 24/7. Uh, you know, if we say we need to go somewhere like right now, like they also go with us. So I, I, I don't know. And, and listening to Peaches talk about a lot of the exercises they, they, that they do, the scope of the exercises that they're doing to make sure that they're ready for anything. It was another moment of mine where I'm like, this is just like a blind spot for me. I'm a little embarrassed. Like, these people are are working their butts off to make sure that they can, you know, be that backbone, the logistical backbone of the Air Force and the joint force to make sure we get everything done. And that's everybody from maintainers, load masters, pilots, everybody
0: that is actually doing the hard work to make this stuff happen. We all know that planes break. Planes are just machines.
1: In Spain, but planes uh, break of, in Spain. In Spain.
0: Of, listen, if a plane breaks in Rota for two, maybe three days on the front end of a deployment, maybe that's not the worst thing in the world,
1: you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. <laughs>
0: But the point is, is they have maintainer, They have all teams of people that are on the standby. If that plane breaks and that plane's gotta go, they will wake you up in the middle of the night, they will fly you out, they will have you fix that aircraft, come back home the very next day. It's one of the, the most impressive things is you don't have to be a special operator to have that experience of having somebody need you for mission success right then and there, and Air Mobility
1: Command gets after it. Yep, yep. yeah, and it's, it's awesome to be here, man. Like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, I feel like I'm sucking up a little bit, but like, I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed okay. by like seeing all of yeah. it and yeah. being like, I, you know, I, I feel bad.
0: Well, Peaches did a bad job. Yeah, I mean, he chiefed me coming into this thing because <laughs> he, he was like, "Are you even tracking kind of what this is?" And I said, "You know, no. I've been reading like what AMC is doing and read, you know, making sure I'm up on talking points and making sure I'm, I'm trying to understand what they're doing." And he was like, "Oh, it's kind of like shot show, but for air mobility command and for the mobility air force." That's exactly it. Walking into this room and looking at all the innovation and looking at all of these, you know, we've got people from Massif, from Boeing, um, you know, from Viasat, from high level communications platforms that you don't even think are are really logistics. In order to project that power, you need stuff like communications, you need um, low-vis, non-hackable things that you can operate in a near-peer environment that don't put you or your force at risk. And a lot of these vendors here, I'm surprise borderline shocked by how much I didn't know. As I'm walking around and looking at these booths, I'm like, oh, look at that, yeah, it makes total sense. And in the back of my head, I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> how did you not know? <laughs> me get on planes, <laughs> so, me go do job. I'm so important. It gives you a good perspective, yeah. yeah. What, are you, what are you looking forward to most? Like, who are you, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that one first. Who are you looking forward to talking to the most at this
1: conference? You know, um, I'm trying, I'm trying. To get some like E4s, E5s yeah. uh, to sit down, and, it, and it's difficult. And I understand that they don't want to sit down and talk with us. But I cannot stress this enough. And you know that I think this—that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the work gets done. And 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 those are the most important people to talk to. I think that it's not that we don't have valuable perspective. You know, we're older a little bit, and, and you know, we talk to generals and colonels and all those other types of things, and that's good because they they kind of shape the strategic and operational you know direction we're going. But I want to hear from the folks on the ground. I want to know why people are joining today, why they're deciding to stick around, why they're, you know, what, the cool stuff that they're getting into because, like, there's so much I don't know. If this has taught me anything, there's the whole world out there that I don't know about. 100%, yeah, anymore.
0: and I want to talk to those people that have been, you know, flying away and to go fix a plane that had to get, you know, that had to get fixed. You know, the the teams that actually live at Christchurch, New Zealand, and then fly every single supply that goes down to McMurdo's air station down in Antarctica. A lot of people don't even know that Air Mobility Command has Operation Deep Freeze and does that thing. And, and there are some other missions that are above that which shall not be named because, you know, we don't talk about Bruno on this podcast. But there are some things that AMC and only AMC can do. And there are some of the most highly trained airmen, and I'm talking three E-4, four E-5, in the little a sense of the word, that are responsible for those mission sets. That's absolutely ridiculous to me.
1: Yep, yeah, we talk a lot about like the level of responsibility that our folks have. But when you talk about like magcom to magcom and all these other things like the nothing goes without AMC, you know, and I'm not just saying that because because they brought you know, us out here nicely. nicely. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, like there's, there's actually a poster board behind the camera where I'm reading right, these yeah. points. I'm like, I didn't know that these people right. did everything. And this is so important. It's because, you know, that the more I see of the Air Force and the military, the more I appreciate just how much it takes yeah. everybody to get their job done. And I, I sound so you serious really do right now. And I hate it. It's okay. A little bit for it's it.
0: okay. I don't I don't mind it. So, let's talk about some good things that they did. So, we sat up in this awesome like backdrop. I couldn't even believe that they they did this. So, shout out to the AMC team for doing this. But they put us right next to the beer kegs. The AMC is serving <laughs> serving beer right now. You'll notice everybody out in podcast landia. I do not have beer in hand right now, but that's just because it's it's a little early not and we're on talking on film. So, that's pretty much it, but man I can't say enough about the ATA. Everything looks awesome out here in Grapevine, Texas. Everything looks to be moving uh, in a positive direction, especially what what AMC is talking about. We're going to a a couple of different things tonight. We can't talk about them yet, but once those those pictures hit the streets, I'm sure we'll be able to share our experiences from, from going to that one. What else are you excited about seeing here at ATA? What else you got?
1: Well, some of those things that are happening tonight, like it's always nice to see an entire community get together to, to highlight the folks that did something, you know? And, and you know, I talked to one of those guys that I think is gonna get, you know, something <laughs> right. tonight. And right. he doesn't want to come on the podcast because just like everybody else that's a doer, he's like, ah, you know, like it wasn't me and all this other stuff. Um, but just sitting down tomorrow with as many people as possible and, and, and trying to understand what's going on here. And uh, you know, hanging out with the with the folks and, and, and doing, doing what we do. Well, what, what do you want to get accomplished while we're here? What do I wanna get accomplished? That, I don't
0: know about my output on this one, but a lot of the things that you already said, man, like I really do wanna talk you know, to those younger team members and really say, hey, no kidding, what is it that you value about being on this team? Because that's what I see looking in this room too. Everybody knows everybody else. Everybody's one degree of separation away from knowing somebody that works uh, you know, at a different base or on a different airframe or you know, seeing that connectivity. We talk about team a lot. AMC and a bunch of these folks, they're as much of a team as we are on the ground. Granted, we're a little bit smaller, right? Like, there's a lot of maintainers that work inside of a squadron, uh, an, an AMC squadron. But that doesn't mean you don't make those lasting relationships with people that are that are on your team. Um, and then the motivation to really get after it. Somebody came up and said, you know, hey, watch some podcasts and, you know, just want to say thanks. I was like, that's cool. And he said directly, you know, I tried for War, I didn't make it. I've been in the Air Force for about years now, I'm lucky enough to work engines, I just want to go deploy, I'm looking forward to my next go downrange, like, that's crazy, and, and you know, we, we kind of overlook it, it comes, it becomes catastrophizing a little bit, like if I don't make it, then it's going to be terrible in the Air Force, and I'm not going to have a job that I find a way to serve, but I don't think that's the case, and looking around here, I mean, I th- that's that feels pretty true to me.
1: Well, and it's not going to be easy, right? Which I think is like one of the the misconceptions that we talk about is like, oh, like I fell out of AppSpec app spec war, so I'm going to go to this other job, and it's going to be easy. It's like, yeah. like look around, right? It's not. <laughs> and doing anything well is not easy, right? So, you know, like, and and that's another thing. All we ask of people is to to serve and to do their best, and to make a difference and to provide value, and that's that's what we're seeing all these folks. Yeah.
0: And you can do it from anywhere, whether it's halfback war, AMC, working on a on a heavy, working fighters, working security forces. I do want to get some of those guys on. We de- we haven't had a Raven yet. I see some of those Raven patches walking around. I'm like, hey, what's up? You, you want to come on the podcast? Like, I, I feel yeah. I feel, like, I feel like I'm selling drugs. And stuff, <laughs> <boy>. Like, I <I'm laughs> my head around right for like, hey, want to come on the
1: podcast. I mean, all socially awkward, just like talking to people. I'm like, hey, you. What does that patch mean? And they're like, whatever, and they walk off. I'm like, but I think that, well, that's other it. Other
0: than that, and uh, avoiding technical difficulties, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> if this uh, this wooden plane disappears, I don't know anything about it.
0: We have been known to procure certain things in our specific group. So if it that happens to find a home in a team room,
1: don't blame me. It is what it is. All right. All right. Well, let's get back to work. Here we go. All right. Thanks, y'all.